Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory. If you haven't already subscribed, please catch us wherever you love to listen to your podcast, from the Relevant Radio app to Apple, YouTube, you name it, we are there. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to go and give us a five-star review to help other people discover the podcast. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio. You almost had an appearance on my daughter. She was running in here trying to play with the microphone just moments ago. My sister-in-law is here taking care of my baby girl for this hour. It's great to be with you. Welcome to our weekly marriage hour today on Trending. Joining me in just a moment will be celebrity and royal matchmaker Christina Pineda. You know her from Matchmakers in the City. You can find her at matchmakersinthecity.com. We'll be talking about a lot of celebrity news from Pete Davidson and his latest fling and love bombing too much too soon, diving into relationships too quickly. We'll talk about that as well as, and if you don't know who, by the way, Pete Davidson is, he's a former SNL comedian, among other things, or an SNL alum, should I say. And we also have news. This is a fascinating one. I am really intrigued by this. So actor Blair Underwood, you might know him from his role in LA Law, or if you watch Sex and the City, I hope you didn't. He's also uh, been known for being in Sex and the City. Uh, But he has announced the engagement to his friend of 41 one years. Fascinating story. I'm really excited to dive into it. He made a comment about how she's had his back since before he became an actor and when 41 years of friendship slaps you in the back or the head of the head and blossoms into romance, you stand up and pay attention and step forward in gratitude. He said, gently forward, it begins. I'm excited to unpack his story. We'll also continue in some Advent inspiration. We'll talk about restoring your marriage during Advent. We've talked about Advent as a time of preparation, and one of those areas that we can prepare our hearts and our relationships has to do with marriage. We'll also talk about pregnancy tips and tricks. I'm in the final weeks, and I have a few great pieces of advice from what I've found has been working, especially with dealing with preterm labor, among other things, the last couple months. But I want to hear from you. I've had some great ideas sent my way, so I'll be sharing some of that here today on Trending during our weekly marriage hour. But if you have a tip or trick during pregnancy, especially the last few weeks, would love to hear it. 1-888-914-9149. And please, just no castor oil recommendations. I can't. Okay, maybe you did this. Maybe you did that, but I just really can't. I remember when my sister's like, so I heard castor. I'm like, no, castor oil is poison. Please just don't do that. Okay, so joining me now is celebrity and royal matchmaker, Christina Pineda. Christina, welcome back to Trending. Hi, Therese. So wonderful to be with you as always. And yeah, the castor oil thing strange. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember first time pregnancy, my sister was asking me because she, you know, my family makes fun of me. They all call me their hippie in the family. But she's like, yeah, you know, you're into a lot of the natural stuff. And I'm like, yeah, maybe raspberry leaf extract, not castor oil. Like whatever you do, don't do that. (laughs) 
Right. But it's really recommended. I heard of that as something that it's supposed to help you get labor going. But then I looked into it and realized that it is toxic. Right. Very toxic. So there's your first pregnancy tip and trick. Just don't take castor oil. There's a reason why it gets things a little <laughs> rolling. It's because it's not good for you. Uh, let's talk about what's happening in the celebrity world, Christina. You are a celebrity and world matchmaker. You also work with us peasants and lowly folk, but I think there's a lot to glean from what's happening in the celebrity world right now, especially with so many young people uh, glamorizing, sensationalizing, and watching the latest love stories of many of their pop and celebrity icons, as well as influencers. One that has been in the news quite a bit over the last couple years from her relationship with Kanye on is Kim Kardashian having dated uh, SNL comedian Pete Davidson. Uh, Really fascinating and intense relationship that has now ended and he's in a new relationship with a model and actress of course apparently he has a type Uh, but let's talk a little bit about what's going on. Yes so Pete is in another serious relationship with Emily Ratajkowski, who is a model and actress. And this is three months after his split from his nine-month, very serious and public relationship with Kim Kardashian. And it looks like from the news articles that he's all in again, this time um, this time with someone, with someone new. And with Kim, he had even gotten a few tattoos about her on his body, but that relationship <laughs> ended. He's known as he dated Ar- Ariella Grande. He had proposed to her. He is, seems like a serial monogamist. If you would, if you, if you've heard of that term before, it means someone who goes from serious relationship to the next. And he's even made comments about how he pours himself all in to the relationship that he has to so the woman who he's dating. And there's nothing, I, I, I think there's some aspects of that that are good, that he wants to treasure the woman who he's with, but unfortunately, it can be too much too soon, and it can lead to a lot of unnecessary heartbreak. And when I'm talking about this, about Pete, it's, I don't want to be, it, I'm not judging Pete in himself. I'm, I'm helping people who have experienced love bombing or are experiencing love bombing right now, navigate what to do when they're in that situation. Because who knows, maybe Pete is taking this next relationship more slowly and he's changed a little bit from the last ones. So we're not trying to judge Pete right now. It's more of what do you do when you're in, uh, when you're experiencing love bombing mm-hmm. And one of the good things about someone who love bombs like Pete is that he is an expert in grand gestures. He, like I said, he treasures the women who he's with. And a lot of men don't really understand how important romance is for women and how women want to feel special. And that is something that, that you can, a good thing you can take away from Pete's behavior. As I mentioned, though, he makes these grand gestures too soon. 
Mm-hmm. And it comes back to this whole idea of, you know, when you're talking about love bombing too much too soon or when things are really intense. I remember this, there was this one guy back in college who really liked me and he laid it on heavy. We were never in a relationship, but as soon as he decided he was interested, it was like these texts and verbiage, my angel, my this, my that, and all these pet names. I was cringing. I was absolutely cringing. And to some people, that might be great. Uh, but there was a reason I was cringing. You know, I think it was because I was in a healthy place to recognize, okay, there's a difference between interest and there's a difference between um, infatuation that goes so far, it's almost an obsession. I think that's what's sad is that Pete mm-hmm. Davidson, as you mentioned, had these tattoos put on his body when he was with Kim Kardashian for what, nine months? Uh, it's funny, um, all my producers in the background are guys and they're like cracking up. He's like a whole nine months. What a long holler. <laughs> Another saying, I just don't get the Pete Davidson thing. <laughs> Someone please explain it to me. Uh, it's it's an interesting thing because on one side you know, you bring this back to our relationships that we have you know maybe you have been in serial relationships you don't take a pause and you jump from one to the other uh, christina you work with people who do this um it's exciting it's wooing uh, there's that new relationship intrigue that honeymoon phase uh, mm. and then often what happens is there's a dump and there's a heavy dump and it's intense and often all of a sudden you realize how awful this person was for you and you know just speaking from you know a lot of females in my life like how terrible this man was actually to you even though in some ways he did a lot of things you really liked um how do you navigate if you're in this maybe serial relationship type of environment you know do you need to do a detox or what things you need to do to protect your heart your mind your body uh, from just falling into another intense and fast love bomb too much too soon relationship. Right. And as you're saying, a lot of women don't even understand what's happening. The attention can be intoxicating. It's so nice to feel wanted. It's so nice to feel loved. And I actually came across a meme on Instagram that said, Love bombing works on me because it makes sense to me that someone would fall in love with me in less than a week. <laughs> it's true though. As we, if we all think about it, love bombing works on me because it makes sense to me that someone would fall in love with me in less than a week. Yeah. I mean, I know how wonderful I am. People know how, if you have, even if you have a confident sense about yourself and you're not insecure, even those people can be manipulated by a love bombing situation. And not all love bombers are bad, but the way to test if a love bomber is going to be a manipulative love bomber or a maybe just someone who, someone who really likes you and just needs to put the brakes on is when you set boundaries and you say, okay, you know that you can't be available at all times. And probably the reason why this man wants to be with you is because you have a life, you have exciting things going on in your life. You're not available at all times. And I just know of so many women, I'm thinking of two in particular who I was date coaching and they, they were in the situation where there was a man who, who put just put so much pressure on the beginning of the relationship and they, 
they, it was, it was wonderful at first because he was so attractive. These men were really attractive, but then they learned that when they started putting boundaries down, if they, the man couldn't see him whenever, see her whenever he wanted. And she was in the middle of a meeting or in, in work and he called and she couldn't answer that he would start playing games. That's a sign that the love bomber is manipulative not actually, but if, if the love bomber is someone who you do put the boundaries up and they are able to respect it, that's a different story. So boundaries would be the first suggestion for how to deal with, uh, with a love bomber. And another way to protect, way to protect yourself from a love bomber is to love bomb yourself. <laughs> And that means to focus on your interior life when you're praying to ask the Lord to fill you with a sense of self-love, confidence, and worthiness that's grounded in Him, not just about how amazing I am. It's because I'm amazing because I'm a daughter of the Lord and He's given me all of these gifts. And ask for that peace so that you're not looking for it in another, in a man or in another person Mm -hmm. to be fulfilled with the Lord's love that you're not searching for it in the wrong places and you're not just grabbing at any, att- any attention, even if it is toxic attention. And I think for men too, because sometimes women can be on the other side of this, like really romantic and throw themselves um, in a certain way. And like maybe on a different side, I don't know, you know, you can throw a different male, female dimension of this, or maybe you right away just like fall in love with this woman, or she's just like giving you everything because she's like, she's cooking for you. She's offering to help do your groceries. She's offering to help do this and that. And that's making you feel potentially really loved. And there are a lot of different things, not just that, that could make a man feel really loved, but he could be confused with that romanticized dimension of how his love tank is being filled up like we all have ways in which someone might really meet our needs you talk about those five love languages that everyone has you know those particular needs that need to be met like maybe you really need to receive gifts or maybe you really need verbal affirmation or you really need physical touch and sometimes when you're dating someone who really fulfills that you could get confused with whether or not this is actually a good person so i love where you talk about the importance for boundaries because those boundaries by building up you said again it sounds a little cheesy if you're a guy but like love bomb yourself and respect that build that confidence in yourself establish that self-esteem and self-respect in that peace that only comes in god that orients into your relationships it is interesting christina as we're talking about this whole scenario uh, at the end of the day what's the major takeaway from what's happened with everything from his dating kim kardashian to comedian snl alum diving pete davidson diving into his latest intense romantic relationship uh, yeah i would say the moral of the story is only to be available when you're comfortable with being available the love bomber will fade away if that isn't enough for him And if he's genuinely in love with you, like he proclaims to be, he will continue pursuing you. If he isn't, he will fade away unless he doesn't get the hint and then you can officially end things. I love it. That's celebrity and role matchmaker Christina Pineda. By the way, the Mary Beggars have something amazing in store for you and your family this coming Sunday night as we wrap up the first week of Advent. Join us for Christmas Live. It's a one-hour variety show that celebrates Advent 
and the joy of the Christmas season. You'll smile, laugh, and enjoy live musical performances that might even inspire you to sing along. As we pause our mystery series on the night train during the month of December, be sure to tune in each night at 6 p.m. on Sundays for something special to prepare your hearts for Christmas. This weekend, it's Christmas Live, only on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio back app. I'll be right back with Christina Pineda, celebrity and royal matchmaker, also matchmaking us lowly peasants. If you're dating single Pringle and you're ready to mingle, as one of my sisters once put on her Instagram profile when she was like 12, um, hopefully you're a little older than that, single Pringle, 12-year-olds are looking for dating advice, we will give it to you and your parents will be very grateful. But otherwise, she's here, celebrity and royal matchmaker, to take your questions. 1-888-914-9149. We'll be right back. You're listening to Trending with Timory, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Struggling in your relationship? Struggling to land a relationship? Maybe you're feeling those season blues, that time where sometimes you just feel more single than usual. Maybe you want to get things going in the current relationship you have and you're hoping for marriage. I remember sometimes uh, the holidays could be a little frustrating for me in the respect to the prolonged amount of time that my husband and I dated, just wanting to be married, wanting to have my family and bring my family, you know, having my own private family, a spouse and children into the holiday celebration. It can be so frustrating when you're single. Um, I get it. And so if you have a question or a comment about that, maybe you're trying to navigate the season or even how to bring, you know, maybe someone you're starting to date into the family. Celebrity and Royal Matchmaker Christina Pineda is here helping us to land some dates and land maybe even even a spouse this Christmas season. Numbers 1-888-914-9149. You can find her at matchmakersinthecity.com. Uh, Christina, let's talk about Blair Underwood. Blair Underwood is an American actor known for really best for his role in LA Law, among other shows. Uh, it is interesting I think this is a really sweet story. I don't know a lot about Blair, but this definitely stood out. He is engaged to his practically lifelong friend, friend of 41 years, Josie Hart, and has come out with some really sweet things to say announcing their engagement. He said, she's had my back since before I even became an actor. When a 41-year friendship slaps you in the back of the head and blossoms into romance, you stand up, pay attention, and step forward in gratitude. Gently forward, he says, it begins. I thought that this was the sweetest comment. I don't know anything about his past relationships, but enlighten us. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, especially as a matchmaker, and maybe finding romance in relationships and places you wouldn't otherwise have expected. Yes, and Timber, you've actually looked at this in a different way and shed light on it in a different way than I will be going into, but I do want to pause on this for a little bit because I think that often we people will overlook the the potential the potential future husbands or wives who are right in front of their eyes because for some reason the if you've known someone for a long time that it has more of the friendship might have more of a oh i already know this person there's no potential there for us but there could be that's why I always recommend, we say at Matchmakers in the City, to see with the eyes of the heart. 
to look with the eyes of the heart and to, when you're ready to meet the right person for you to take stock of who are my friends, who are people in the past who I've connected with and enjoyed their company of the opposite sex and look at these people in a new, you can look at these people in a new way. Maybe you've never considered having potentially having a romantic relationship with that person, but you can start appreciating the internal qualities of that person. And then even if you weren't immediately think, didn't think, Oh, well, I'm going to have this intense initial attraction to my future wife or future husband. It might not be like that for you. It might be someone from your past who, who like for Blair Underwood, who has been with him for a long time and seen him in, in a, many different ways. That's why looking at those internal qualities of people, creating, writing lists of, of about each person and seeing what you can appreciate is a really great way. If you're single, especially as Timree said, we're in December, people are getting a little bit just your holidays are approaching and it can be kind of lonely for people who are single. So this is a great activity to do, to look at the friends who you already have and see if maybe one of them might be a potential for you. I wanted to delve into this in, in the way of just showing how this story showed, just <laughs> proved how complicated male and female friendships are. And I looked into Blair's relationship history. He was actually yeah, married. Yeah, I'm curious. Yes. Enlighten us here. Because yeah, how did so he get here 41 years later? I mean, he sounds like he's so, I mean, over the moon about this. But what right. took so long? What's his past? Yes. He was, I think he's 49 or 48 right now. But he was married for 27 years with three Ooh. children. Oh. And they're, I think they're mostly adult children and he might be actually older than the forties. I'm don't quote me on that, but that, so he was married and that's why I really, really, really advise people to avoid cultivating friendships with members of the opposite sex, especially when you're married. Even if you have someone, it looks like they've been friends since they were young with Blair and Josie. But if you have someone who you were high school friends with or whatever the case, those friendships need to fade so that you can focus on your primary relationship, which is your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, and that you're not carrying something on the side with you, with someone of the opposite sex. Because even if you might think, oh, this, I'm not even attracted to this person or if you're the wife, you might say, oh, she's not even that attractive or the man, the husband, oh, he's not even that attractive, objectively attractive. So it's fine if they're friends, but still there's an emotional intimacy that's there that can hurt the primary relationship, the marriage or the boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. I say when you're in a committed relationship, because if you're dating, it's very hard to say to someone that you can't have friends of the opposite sex to someone you're dating. You can only talk about this when you're, when you've been becoming or, or you're about to become, and you both, if someone has talked to you about wanting to be in an exclusive relationship with you and you could say, okay, here are my concerns. Um, 
you can, but you can ask that person when you're in a relationship, if that person has a number of close female friends or male friends that to see if he or she is open to letting those friendships fade to make way for your new relationship. And I've seen couples who have done this, who we've worked with, who what I'm thinking of one bachelorette who was very uncomfortable with a few of the friendships that her boyfriend had and she talked to him about it and it was a very uncomfortable conversation. It was they had it was very emotional, especially for her because she didn't want to have to say goodbye to him, but it was making her uncomfortable that he had close female friendships and he he listened he took stock of it and he chose her. He chose the girlfriend who's now his wife. So these are conversations that are important to have and that will protect your future, your current and future relationship because you never know what could grow, what could grow emotionally between people, even if you don't think that they're attracted to each other. Mm, isn't that interesting? That challenge yet again, you and I have come back to it many times, Christina, can guys and girls just be friends? Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer is no. You know, And it's a hard one. Uh, there will always be chemistry and you have to build a boundary in every relationship because it could be one-sided, it could be two-sided. And so building those boundaries are so important. I was just talking to my mom about this a couple weeks ago, about some really close like childhood, high school, college friends that she had had. And, you know, at a certain point, you know, sometimes that friend could assimilate into uh, her marriage, you know, my parents' marriage. And for a season, it might be fine. We're thinking of one friend that she had had for a while and how when he ended up no longer being single, it was no longer okay. So like, although my parents were okay with the friendship, his new wife was not okay with the friendship. You know, there was just this natural chemistry that was uneasy for one of the spouses. And that can be so difficult. I think when you're married and you have that friendship and yet when it's rubbing one of the spouses wrong, you really do have to pull back and examine hey, is this natural chemistry maybe just something that's not appropriate right now? Or how can we incorporate, maybe the two guys can be great friends, you know, and that changes the dynamic, but then I pull back and I have a different relationship. And maybe I learn to appreciate that the person who is my really close friend of the opposite sex is now a closer friend with my husband. You know, we always joke all the time. One of our dearest friends, my husband and I have had uh, for years, we joke, I knew him first. And I think I hung out with him a lot more first. And there was never anything like romantic ever between us. But the joke was, I remember even at our wedding, there was a little sign in our photo booth. And it says like, which person you're with. And it's like a sneaky photo saying, I'm with the bride. We're able to laugh about it. But they have their male friendship. And even his and my friendship has changed over the years. And it changed again when he started dating someone and it changed again when he married someone. And that's good. I think we have to be able to have um, the humility, Christina, and the foresight to see when these things need to occur. Definitely. And it's also something to pay attention to when you're dating. If a person is unwilling to let these friendships and dating slot, being in a relationship, like I mentioned, if the person's unwilling to let those friendships of the opposite sex fade, then that is a red flag and pay attention to that. There's, 
I guess also I even, I, I just did a talk for, well, a few months ago at this point, but Sacred Heart Singles Group here in Nashville. And I advised them, we were talking about, about friends and, and being friends with people of the opposite sex and how sometimes people don't want to ask, a man doesn't want to ask a woman out because he doesn't want to ruin the friendship or those sorts of things. But I was just saying before marriage, it's fine to have groups of friends, but there's no need to have deep friendships with members of the opposite sex because they will be fluid. Like Timory was just saying, they will have to fade and the relationship will change. And there's no need to try to seek and cultivate those. It's better to cultivate friendships with the same, your same sex, because those are the ones who can last throughout the different phases of life. And also for women, men get really territorial. And if they see, if there's a man who sees you hanging out with this other guy all the time, he's going to assume that that's your boyfriend. Know that that is what is going to come across to other men. And you're preventing maybe the right man from asking you out because he doesn't want to step on another man's territory. And men can often, I think there are two boats, totally different. One, she's not attached, I'll go for it. And then another, very respectful, I think something's going on there. I will give that a wide berth. Uh, And I understand and actually respect both. If she's free, I Mm. say go for it. But I also respect the respect that uh, many men will give as well. And so that those friendships, you got to be really careful and clear. And sometimes that friend, whether it's a female or a male, may not actually be interested romantically, but they're well aware that they're scaring other people off because they are clinging to that relationship a little too much. So uh, it's a surrogate relationship for a romantic relationship at times, wouldn't you say? Mm, Yes, yes. You hear about people saying to each other, if we're not married by this age, by 35, (laughs) then we'll get married to each other. I was just reading a story about that. Who who was it? I'm some celebrity. Like in the last couple of weeks, had announced something along those lines. I can't remember the details, uh, but it's intriguing. You know, if I'm still single when I'm forty, or still single when I'm fifty, you know, you'll be my everything, and we'll get married. And to which I want to say, are you just afraid of commitment now, or you know what's going on there? Right, and it's usually because they're kind of not that into the person, but. They, you know, worst case scenario, if they want to have kids, this could work. That's what I've seen people saying that about. And they really like the person, but not romantically, usually. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, 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 I just, I think that it's best to avoid getting to that place with someone of the opposite sex, even if you're mm-hmm. single, but especially if you're married, you want to, you want to have pretty strong boundaries with, right. with, with like we've talked about. And I have to have, share a story real quick. And then there's a question that came in that I want to run by you. So a story with the whole idea of like guys and girls being friends and, um, you know, maybe sometimes that getting in the way of not just a marriage, but a vocation. I'm thinking when my husband and I first started dating, I had a really dear friend, male friend. We were very, very close, spent a lot of time together. I was not interested at all. And it wasn't always clear, you know, his perspective, but there also weren't enough like clear boundaries in terms of like, I'm in a relationship now and you need to respect that. And It was a big bummer, but I really had to close off that friendship uh, out of respect for the new relationship I was in with 
the man who's now my husband. And my husband right away was like red alert, red flag, like not okay with you hanging out with this guy. And um, this guy was really, really, you know, hurt by my just sh- shutting off the relationship. And in some ways, Christina, I felt like a really bad friend. But lo and behold, guess what? This guy is now a Catholic priest, ended up going to seminary, is a priest today. And I do think that uh, sometimes it takes really strong boundaries um, with regard to male-female dynamics to help support people in finding their vocation. Not that I in any way helped because, you know, I had in many ways severed that uh, friendship from what it had been. Uh, But to see that, you know, people can move on. I am not that important at times to certain people when the relationship isn't what it should be. Does that make sense? Totally. That is a great, great story. I know we put so much pressure on ourselves that we are the be all end all and we're going to hurt this person and the person will never be able to recover. But look at what happened. That door closed and he was able to find that God was calling him to the priesthood, which if he was still pouring a lot of attention into a friendship with you, maybe he might not have listened to that for that call. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's Celebrity Royal Matchmaker Christina Pineda, also matchmaking us lowly peasants as well. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, young marriages, new marriages for a second, Christina. I received an email from Miroslav from Chicago, and she said her daughter Jessica is getting ready to get married, along with one of her other dear friends. Now, at the same time as these two friends are getting ready to get married, uh, they're excited about their new marriages, their new husbands. Another one of their friends is going through a divorce just a few short months into their marriage. They're young, and it's a little disheartening and unsettling, uh, both for the two girls who are getting ready to get married, as well as, of course, for the couple who's going through this. So Mm. I want to talk a little bit about um, kind of expectations and attitudes going into marriage and just anything to support these engaged couples and the mindsets that we have as we're entering into marriage and resources for people who are struggling in those first few months. Yes, yes. Well, it it is definitely humbling to hear a story like that for engaged couples in particular, because it's so exciting. The engagement stage is so exciting. There's so much planning to be done. You're busy with a lot of wedding planning, with doing any pre-cana that you're with your church. But I would really, the Couple to Couple League is, is a fantastic resource. They do a lot of marriage retreat or a premarital retreats, pre-cana retreats that you do as a couple and the men sleep in one, one area, the one, um, side of the, whatever the retreat center and the women are on another side. So everyone's separate, but they allow you, they give you this week, this long weekend. You can either do it in a day or a long weekend, but I would recommend doing the long weekend, even though I hated sleeping over in that place. (laughs) It was worth it because you really get to spend one-on-one time with the person you're going to marry. Their slogan is, the wedding is a day, the marriage is forever, and um, or is for life. For I think it's yeah, the marriage is for life. And that just continually reminds people to, in this pre-marriage phase, to really be 
focusing on your relationship. And yes, engagement is an important step, but it isn't a marriage yet. So some people on the retreat had decided, can decide that, you know what, we did all these questions. We looked at these really difficult things that we haven't looked at yet together. And we need some more time before we set a wedding date. Or, you know, this is, this is bringing up a lot of stuff that we haven't been able to resolve and we need to end the relationship. That can happen too. So my advice for these engaged couples is to let that be a reminder to really focus on your relationship to do all of the pre-cana things that you can do to prepare for marriage and to then when you when you're planning and of course it's so exciting so don't let that joy be taken from you but also know that marriage is difficult and there are resources and you can have go to counseling together if you need to to avoid a divorce but there are a lot of changes and it's best to talk about these things as much as you possibly can before you get into a marriage, but you can't, obviously, you can't solve all the marriage problems before you're in marriage. It's not going to be easy for anyone, but you can try to do as much of that prep before you actually get married. And I think then you're, then you're doing all you can. Yeah. Yep. And I keep thinking, so that resource is Couple to Couple League. That's ccli.org. I'll post a link on my social media. Just follow me at Timmerie, T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E. And all of these resources are in the episode notes. Maybe you know someone who's struggling in their early new marriage or later in marriage, or even just as they're heading into that engagement. Uh, A couple quick thoughts that I have on this question, because I think it's important. One, I personally loved to read about marriage before marriage for many years and as we got started and it's something I love to continue to do because we need to bolster that and marriages have seasons things can be really great things can be changing things can be difficult they could be financially difficult uh, difficult because of health uh, difficult because of external strains they could just be busy. And so these resources are so helpful. So I love that you mentioned the Couple to Couple League, ccli.org. I post that on social media. Also, I think also uh, really understanding expectations and the vision that God has, that blueprint for marriage. One book that I think is great, it's accessible, and is something you can work through questions with individually in a group or maybe even with a person you're married to or engaged. I've recommended this book many times before, and I can't tell you how many couples who have even been married 30, 40 years have said, where was this book when I got married? And I'm so grateful I'm looking at it now. It's by Dr. Edward Surrey. It's called Men, Women, and the Mystery of Love. It really unpacks some of the key teachings of Pope St. John Paul II in his great wisdom on couples and marriage. I, I highly recommend that book, Men, Women, the Mystery of Love. We'll post a link to that on social media as well as in the episode notes as well. Christina, thank you so much for joining me today on Trending. If you want to learn more about her work, maybe you're looking for a matchmaker, check her out at matchmakersinthecity.com. That's matchmakersinthecity.com. I'll be right back here on Trending. We're going to talk about pregnancy tips and tricks. You've been sharing them on social media. I'll share a little bit of what's been working for me as well. So if you want to share a tip, 1-888-914-9149.
That's O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Okay, O Come, Divine Messiah, and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel are two uh, of my favorite Advent hymns. They're the most common that we recognize, but as yesterday and some of the other days, we played other less common, but they're so rich in Old Testament references, seeing the prophecies and the expectation of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope you'll not just listen to these songs, you'll sing them, and you'll really ponder them. These, especially O Come, Divine Messiah, and O Come, Emmanuel, and others, they're great great um, spiritual meditations for during this Advent season. Uh, Letty's on the line had a question from Sacramento, California. She's asking for resources that she can give her two teenage daughters to help them find good relationships. I love it. This is our really, this is our marriage hour and it's everything dating, marriage, and relationships because marriage is the goal. So two books I highly recommend to give to teenagers. Uh, One is more generic for males or females. It's If You Really Loved Me by Jason Everett. Specifically for girls, a book I really do love and really stand this the test of time is How to Find Your Soulmate Without Losing Your Soul. It's written, co-written by Jason and his wife, Kristalina Everett. You know them from their incredible chastity talks, I hope, um, that they've been giving for years now. Uh, but How to Find Your Soulmate Without Losing Your Soul is an excellent book. It's this whole idea of 25 secrets for women. Um, and it helps kind of walk through the types of guys you should and shouldn't date. Uh, almost profiling, you know, where you're trying to be the savior of someone, um, really helping to understand and dive deep into your soul, understanding what you need, uh, what you want, and what you don't want, and what you don't want to find yourself in, in terms of the relationships that are healthy for us and part of the blueprint for what God designed us for uh, with regard to marriage and children one day. So check those out. We'll post a link to both of them on social media. Just follow me at Timmery, T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E on Facebook and Twitter. So those links will go up. Great question. And it's never too early to start shaping your children for having healthy relationships in a culture that's already doing it from a very, very young age with the models that are being set. Okay, pregnancy tips and tricks. I've been throwing this out on social media. I wanted to hear ideas from all of you. I'm in the midst of my second pregnancy. I've been sharing, I've actually been struggling with preterm labor uh, since September. It got really, really intense Uh, in part of October. The joke's on me. God's teaching me a lesson in humility as I uh, have been in the process of moving and buying a new house and moving back to California and chasing a toddler. So here are some of the great tips that I've heard come in online, whether you're in that season or you're going to be. uh, Take note. Um, Well, first of all, Anna Marie on Instagram shared uh, some great tips, and I think this is one of the best. Keep your belly full. I know for me, Um, I've struggled with keeping weight on during this pregnancy, but a lot of people struggle with blood sugar irregularity, so lots of protein, and really eating either every hour or every two hours, and it just has to be a little bit. You do the best when you just eat a little bit frequently. It also helps if you struggle with heartburn not to eat larger meals, especially as we have less room. Okay, my producer Jim did just tell me, I heard olive oil rubbed on the belly from Rocky Balboa, but that was a movie. Hey, I say that counts. Rocky Balboa is the man, so yes. Uh, Peterson family uh, commented on Facebook sharing some of their tips and tricks. And this is kind of this like telltale sign for all women. And, you know, it's a little more or less based on um, how... 
um, based on, you know, your specific body as a woman, but eating a minimum of 80 to 100 grams of protein each day. Diet is really everything with dealing from everything from deficiencies to you name it, but also there's just a lot of aversions. This pregnancy, I've had a lot of food aversions. It's both early on and later. Um, not every pregnancy is the same, but, you know, sipping on protein shakes, like maybe just four ounces of water for me with like 16, 20, 30 grams of protein, it being a little thick and just downing it has been able to help me at least have something. And I'll throw MTC oil. That's that fractioned coconut oil that's really, really good for you and good for baby. That's helpful. And again, just four ounces of water, you know, just kind of quickly downing it. I love the vital protein collagen uh, chocolate from a Costco. They have it at Costco. It's really well priced. It's really great. It has all the healthy collagens from uh, grass-fed animals that are really good for you. Um, and there are some other proteins, just throwing like protein ideas out there, like ancient nutrition's proteins, bone broth protein. Depending on where I was at in pregnancy, I could or couldn't handle the bone broth protein. Normally, I don't taste anything that like doesn't taste like good protein, but sometimes, eh. It's so-so, but those four ounces, like just four ounces of water with a little more thicker protein and MTC has been a game changer. And when you're struggling with aversion, sometimes you just have to eat what you can to keep food in you, even though it's not always the best. Okay, here's another great one that I found has been really helpful, having a toddler. Many of you have many more children than me and could give much greater tips, so I hope you will continue to share them on social media. Um, but... I bought one of those toddler towers for the kitchen. It's a little bulky, but my child's favorite thing to say, basically since May, are two words that are like trigger words for me. Hold you, hold you, hold you, hold you. And to which me, she means hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. And she's just like pulling on me all the time. And, you know, at a certain point, a toddler gets a little heavy when you're pregnant, pregnant or it's just tiring or I'm trying to cook, I'm trying to clean. And so having that toddler tower, like the Montessori towers, can find them on Amazon or wherever, you can even make your own, has been extremely helpful for me. It was a game changer when I finally got it. I wish I got it months sooner. She can climb right up in it. She's nice and secure. She's up at counter height. She can help with things on the counter. I can set an activity out for her while I clean or maybe, you know, I need to pay some bills or do whatever. I can whip my laptop out and we have a fake play laptop for her that doesn't turn on or anything and she can just plug away at buttons and uh, there's lots of things you can do but they feel like they're up and near you and sometimes even just wrapping my arm around her while she's up there and I'm no longer carrying the weight of her weighing on me uh, while pregnant. So toddler tower, I highly, highly recommend. Um, some people have been asking me what we did for like birth uh, labor prep. So um, I am a huge fan of the Bradley method. It's uh, really husband coach childbirth and you're working together with your spouse. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies, it's the best thing. Your husband helps you with everything from stretches to exercises, nutrition, massage, preparing them to really be a part of the support during labor, but also during pregnancy. And it's a great way to bond while you're pregnant. We did it with uh, my first baby girl and now with our second. It's a great way to come together and um, have that. And he's really aware. There are books for guys and my husband really does uh, read it and take it seriously. And he's aware, you know, I'm sitting here complaining, oh, I have a headache. Oh, well, you're in this phase of pregnancy that has to do with, you know, hormone changes. So it might be helpful. 
um, to, you know, just eat a little something right now, have a piece of fruit. Um, but the stretches and what's interesting, I've learned that one of the, the strongest, the strongest painkiller is oxytocin. And oxytocin is triggered when we touch, um, when someone touches us. You know, it's known as like the cuddle chemical. It's released when you're nursing your child. Well, simple massaging um, can actually help trigger oxytocin and help with reducing pain. So, we had a natural birth with my first baby girl. We're hoping, praying for it to be the same way with our second, um, even though the first was a really long labor. <laughs> uh, but that's what we did for birth classes. I know people were asking about that. And I'll throw some other resources. I am um, One of the questions I keep receiving about like just fear of positioning and things that can go wrong in labor. And we, again, I joke, I'm a hippie. I, we work with midwives and I've seen incredible things done with just helping to position baby based on exercise that you use to prepare for birth. So I'll share some of those. Thanks for being with me. Send me your tips and tricks on social media, preparing for labor and just working through pregnancy. I have a question for a therapist. What's going on in your life that's getting in the way of your happiness or that's just presenting a challenge? This is Timory from Trending with Timory. Ask a psychiatrist, Dr. Adriana Stacy will join me taking your questions. Also, it's the Advent season and we are talking about Advent every single day of the week to prepare ourselves for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join me Friday, 6 p.m. Central on Relevant Radio or the Relevant Radio app.